not a ton different from watching the tape. Um, there's some good football played, some good football to learn from, and it was really good to get a lot of guys in the game that will be, you know, factors for us moving forward. And um, so it's good, you know, a, a unique style uh, of offense Hawaii was, and and they did, like I said, they did a nice job keeping us on our heels, run past mix and all those type of things. So I think all that was good. And and um, on offense, it was, you know, good to run the ball a little bit and be able to throw it downfield. You had mentioned after, immediately after the game, that you wanted to see the tape in terms of the pass rush and to see if anything stood out there. I'm wondering if anything did catch your eye in terms of what you guys were able to accomplish. In terms of the pass rush, you know, Sometimes it's tough when you're when you're mixing up and you're going to rush three a bunch of times. Um, you know, I, I thought the defensive coaches did a nice job of kind of mixing how much pressure and you know that's one thing. It wasn't all the same. It was definitely different, and um, I think that's something that we're always you know trying to get trying to get better at is pass rushing. I mean, that's we know it from the start, right? I mean, last year was a little bit of our Achilles heel, and I think we've improved, but we're still grinding on it. Did the third quarter bug you at all Saturday, or was it it's 38-7? to and... No, for sure. I mean, it's never over. I mean, um, and especially a team like that. I mean, like I said, I thought they executed their plan really, really well. You know, it was it – was, um, they did a nice job right before half going down and kind of taking the momentum back. So that was like – I thought a big key thing, um, pretty good two-minute drill that they operated, and then they come back with two more drives, and you know I think make make it pretty interesting. And so for sure that that was bothersome. Um, you know, luckily for us, we had a we had a little bit of a cushion, and then our our offense after going three and out, you know, responded to to put more distance in between it. But yeah, no, that was uh, that third quarter was was a bit frustrating. Is there a common thread with that where obviously Cal had success running the ball and then Hawaii does what they do in the past game? Was there yeah. a common thread in the third quarter between those two games? Yeah, not, not, that, not that we could put our finger on. Um, you know, they, yeah, they kind of executed their plan pretty well. Did Puka earn more playing time after? Well, you know, when he was in, he did well. I mean, even, even blocking-wise, he did a nice job. And, um, you know, so much of that just has to do with, you know, learning learning what to do full speed, and so I think there's certain things we put him in for that he feels comfortable with, and hopefully he can, you know, there's certain guys that we've challenged and just said, hey, this is it's kind of on you, in terms of you learning the system. The faster you learn, the more you learn, the more playing time you get. Because I think I think Puga's got you know good ability. Comes to the playbook, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Um, you know, and each week there's tweaks to that whole thing. So you think you got it, and now we got a few handful of new things that can can slow guys down. And um, but he's definitely we're trying to trying to get him on the field more. I assume the quarterback would be the hardest position from a jump from high school to college, as far as the playbook is concerned. Is that is that fair? And if, is wide receiver kind of right behind quarterback? Or? Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't say the wide receiver's right behind quarterback. Um, but it is all it is all new, and there's there's a lot of different things and formations, and then the motions. Even though the the plays could be the same, you know that all slow that all allows or 
you know, adds on to thinking. And, you know, it's our job as coaches to not overwhelm our guys so we can get our the guys that we need to get on the field, on the field. How would you evaluate uh, just Jacob Eason through three games in terms of what he's done well and kind of what the next step is for him? Yeah, I think, you know, a little bit of the same thing, just commanding the system. You know, that's that's probably the number one thing. Certainly he, you know, can throw the ball and get the ball to the receivers in a hurry. And um, I think that's just the main thing. It's just kind of really um, – understanding exactly what we're trying to do and, um, you know, some of the RPO game and, um, you know, when to throw it out there, when to not throw it out there, when to hand it off. Same thing I was just talking about, shifts and motions. And sometimes, you know, that can, that can be a little bit cumbersome on, those, on, on the quarterback for sure because now he's got protections and all kinds of stuff. Have you seen growth in that from game three to game one as he's kind of going week to week? Yeah, yeah, definitely have. Um Without question, and, you know, I kind of feel that with all the guys that we've had out there. I mean, you can you can feel that there's there's some growth. I mean, you just see different things that haven't come up in practice, different styles, offense, defense, special teams, and so there's just no substitute for that experience. And um, so you do feel the growth, yeah. You also mentioned after the game you were anxious to take a look at the running backs. Mm-hmm. What, what stood out to you after watching? I thought I thought all those guys played well. You know, I really did. Um, I thought they were doing a nice. I thought you know our O line did a pretty good job, and then I thought all those guys, um, you know, ran tough and kind of found the creases, and it was all a little bit different. Um, Savon hit a couple of long ones, and McGrew kind of found some, bounced around and found some holes. I thought he ran pretty pretty tough. After the game and looking at the tape, I thought the same thing. And Rich seems to always run pretty tough down there. Three guys with eight carries like that, and so that was the the fewest in a win since 1986. Someone someone just pointed out. What does that say about the variety um, and just your confidence, I guess, in that in that room as a whole, rather than it being one person? Yeah, I mean we you know we feel like we got some good players back there. They're all a little bit different, and you know I said that after the game too that I think Keith Bonefoot does a nice job of running back coach. You're just kind of mixing those guys in, and and you know we're going to need those guys. I mean there's no question. I mean those guys, you know even though carry the ball eight times, I think there's a couple of them that feels like it's more than eight times in terms of just getting pounded a little bit and those type of things. Are the rules different for Richard when he's running Wildcat as opposed to if the quarterback was running the same way? Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, we wouldn't have our quarterback run those plays. I don't think we we've done that. You know, I mean, you know, he might he might hand it off, but you know, our quarterbacks, you know, not a big runner around here in terms of pounding up in there. So I'm not sure what you mean by that. Well, in terms of the, the, when, it's a, when it's an inside, when it's a read, yeah. does he get, does, do they read, are they reading, going to read to make the same Sometimes he is. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. Yeah, it just depends on the call. Yeah, and you know, like I said, Richard played some of that in high school already, so it was kind of nice to get him going on that. Going back to the running backs, how do you kind of balance that successful dictate the amount of carries they get? But isn't there a certain amount of carries they need to get in a rhythm as a running back? I think so. I think there is certainly a rhythm to it. And like I said, I mean, I think I think our running back coach does a really good job of feeling that. And there's certain plays that I think guys have 
going into the game, certain groups that they're going to get in for for certain plays. They know that. And then, you know, just depending on how the game goes and how guys are in a groove or not, I think he kind of kind of gives more or less depending on, you know, the, the situation. I was a guy you also mentioned that you wanted to see the tape on. Him and Easton really seemed to have connected through the first three years. Mm-hmm. Tape, yeah, um, you know, we got him open a couple times with some pretty good space, so that's nice. Um, and then the other thing you see is, you know, Hunter's Hunter's pretty courageous. I mean, he'll, he'll make he'll make those tough kind of in-breaking route catches with people around him, and um, you know, usually come down with the ball. And so I think he's you know a big target that will make tough catches. Cam Williams getting that interception. How important is that for a young player to kind of get something like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I think it's big. I mean, I, I think a guy like him. I mean, every new experience is, you know, the more tackles he makes and gains confidence, whether it's at the line of scrimmage or in the open field, or you know, gets an interception for sure. You know that understands the ball could be coming his way, will be coming his way. And I think it's, you know, I think it's huge. And um, I think that's probably going to help his confidence quite a bit. Trey Lowe, closer, potentially. Yeah, yeah, he really is. He, he is getting closer. Um, and, you know, for a guy has been out this long, he's getting closer. So it's, um, you know, he might be back, you know, with us before he's in a game making sure. Because that's the one thing when a guy's been out for a while, there's a tendency to just throw him back in and they're not ready to – I think our you know, I think our trainers do a good job of – it's just amazing. Um, you know, they can work with the trainers and be running full speed and cutting and doing all those things, and then they come play football with us. And it's compl- it's really different, and so you gotta you know there's kind of a, a stage that they take him through. So he's he's not practicing yet with you guys. Is that right? He is not practicing right now. Now that was have last week, so we haven't practiced this week. Is he at a place where he's it's just non-contact, or is he really not right? Uh, you know, we're not gonna get into all those details. I mean, that's you know, good job, Softy. More of these week to week, and we're making progress, and that's all we need to know. That was actually more than you. Exactly. So. Press conference over. BYU, how are they a different team than the one you saw? Yeah. Well, they're different on offense for sure. They've definitely changed, tweaked their system. Um, they were so really heavy run oriented. And they still want to run the ball. Um, but it is different. There's. Um, Certainly, some carryover, but it is different. I think the quarterback makes him makes him better. He's a he's a really good player. He can he's super athletic. Um, gets the ball out quick. He, you know he's he's got some moxie to him. I mean he's so I think that that on um, on offense. So they are significantly different there. And then on defense, um, you know, they, got, they have a lot of guys, they have a lot of guys back, but they also play a lot of guys which is, you know, something that we kind of like to do around here. But they, they have a lot of depth. They'll rotate a lot of guys at all positions, certainly in that front seven. And, um, and I think that helps them. And so they've been doing that. You know, Kalani's a defensive coach, and they're kind of running his stuff. And, um, you know, second, third year into it is do it better.
You were there with BYU, or excuse me, Boise. You played down there. Mm-hmm. You faced him yet at, at, at Washington. Mm-hmm. How's it changed things going down there? It's good. It's a great place to you know, great place to play. It's an awesome stadium. Really good fan base, obviously. And so um, that's what you think about it. You know, big time football game. Is the altitude thing? Is that a real deal, or is that just something that? That's never really. That's never bothered us. I, I don't know. Like, and I'm talking about when we go to Wyoming right. and those type of things. So I mean, maybe maybe the kickers like it more and feel that, but. You know, other than that, I don't think I've really noticed anything. When you look at their offense and the defensive, defensive efficiency numbers, it, they shouldn't be beating the likes of Tennessee and USC, yet they're, they're getting the job done. What, what are you seeing that's beyond kind of the, the numbers? Yeah, that's why I think the stat thing and all that is for the birds. Um, because just, you know, I mean, I think they play hard. They're super competitive. They keep the games close, and then they go win them at the end. I mean, and that's, you know, that's what you want your team to be able to do, compete like that. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, how much you're throwing, how much you're not. Um, I think they they just play hard, and they've kept the games close and had a chance to win them at the end. And, and both of them have been really impressive wins, right? I mean, at the end of that Tennessee game, man, they came back out of nowhere and got it done. And and then, you know, a little bit with the SC thing as well. Do you use those as object lessons when you're having team meetings and you're showing them? Well, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, you're never, you're never out of it. And so it's, you know, it's just the principles of competing and, you know, one play at a time mentality for sure. That's that's how they play. Slightly off topic, but uh, on you. that's why you're here. Slightly <laughs> off topic, I get it. <laughs> um, there's a, a bill in, in California that has uh, reached the governor's desk um, that would essentially allow uh, college, college athletes to be paid. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't really know. I mean, I just, I don't know what to say because this is such a big issue and it's going to change everything. And it's just something that I don't have any, you know, say in or any. And so I really have not thought about it um, in depth and in detail. I think everybody's, you know, all about the players and trying to help the players as much as we can. But you can also see how it would change things dramatically in the recruiting and all those and like all those things. So it's really hard for me to answer this question. Um, you know what, what you're talking about with any, um, you know, real deep thought or expertise. Cause you know, obviously we've all thought about, it, but then you're like, well, okay, how's this going to affect you know, recruiting and all those things. So it's, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable here, but like, I mean, how do you think it would change if, if, if that happens? I don't know because I don't know what the game is when they do that. You know, it's like if, you know, if you can, I think everybody just wants as much of a level playing field as you can have in this whole thing. And it's, you know, it's not at certain schools, you know, they, the recruiting's not all the same. And so if this is another thing that tips the scales, I think is, you know, something that everybody's got to look at. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. 
But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. On the recruiting side of things, when you look at the receiver room, Andre Vichelli, those guys were recruited by Brent Pease, and now you have Puganiku, who is technically recruited by Junior Adams. When you look at that room, do you see a lot of progression? Just how do you evaluate the room and the receivers, given that every single guy has almost had a different coach? Yeah, and that's, you know, not an ideal situation. You love to have continuity on your staff, certainly in a room, and um, we've had pretty good continuity on our staff. That room is one that we haven't. Um, but I think this, I mean, they've all had some pretty good technical receiver coaches in there and you can learn from all of them. Like, that's what I, that's what I always think when I talk to our players, a new, new coach comes, it's like, you're going to get, you've already learned a lot of good stuff. And now a new coach is going to teach you some stuff that maybe you haven't heard. So, um, you know, I, I don't expect like a room to, to do anything but grow and get better when you bring a new coach in there, no matter you know, whether a guy, you know, how many you have in there? Because the system's really been the same, and the, and the coach has had to learn the system. So what is it maybe about your system that has caused the maybe just to not have the right fit or whatever the case may be, given that that position had the most turnover? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's our system that's been the problem. You know, it's uh, – we just, you know, haven't – We've just had more turn. You know, Bush was there and things worked really well and he got a job that he wanted to go do. So then that kind of brought a new guy in and we're excited to have Junior back. We're making progress. There's been some analysis out there in terms of the physicality of some of the better secondaries out there and the receivers not handling that very well. Is that something that's shown up on tape at all? In terms of guys maybe getting manhandled out? No, I don't think so. I haven't seen that at all. Um, in fact, I thought we've we've blocked a little bit better on the perimeter than we have in the past. Um, you know, I, and that's part of the run game. You know, when we're throwing the ball out there. You can hand it off for four yards or you can throw it out there and hope to get four yards as well. And there's a lot more space out there on the edge than it is running inside. And so, you know, I hear a lot of stuff about why do they always throw it out as part of the run game. And it's a space game. I mean, that's what you're trying to do is find space and numbers. And um, I thought last game, um, you know, for the most part, those guys did a pretty nice job holding up on the perimeter and getting to some, you know, the run game, whether it happens inside in that box or outside on the perimeter. To us, it's all the same. We're trying to, like I say, find space and numbers. One-on-one situations, though, out wide, how have they dealt with the physicality? Yeah. More aggressive secondary. I, I, I haven't seen what you're talking about there, you know. Um, we certainly want to win one-on-one battles, but when you talk about cows, this second. We're talking about, you know, against Eastern Hawaii, no disrespect, but that when you face a, a tougher, more experienced or 
better secondary like Cal, it seems like the, the you know, even going back to Ohio State and some of these other games early yeah. last season, there were some difficult. Well, I would say this, it's harder to make plays against, you know, better secondaries. I mean, but I haven't seen necessarily, um, you know, what you're talking about, but it is, you know, better secondaries, harder to make plays. Do you, you have a desire to have a real diversified wide receiving core as far as body type? I mean, not really. No. We like them all 6'5, 215 pounds, and run for nothing. I've said that a lot. They're just hard to find a lot of guys like that just consistently. So you mix and match, and you're just trying to find good players that you think can be productive, and then you just kind of move them around and, you know, try to play to their strengths. How do you think Chico's kind of started off? Yeah, I think he's I think he's been solid. I do. I mean, I think he's out there playing hard and very engaged and focused and doing a good job. Does anything change this week because it's the first road game? I mean, you know, obviously when you get later in the season, you get in the routine. But for the first road game, does, does anything really change? You know, um, yeah, I'm not sure how we would change that. Play more noise for the offense. But other than that, um, we practice like we always practice, and uh, you know we'll do what we normally do when we go on the road. And advice to the to the true freshmen or the guys that haven't really had that kind of experience. They just gotta you know we gotta be able to handle the noise, and we've worked with noise a lot already, whether it's on our defense and when our offense and defense is going against each other, and um, they're you know you just gotta be able to handle that, and I think they will. Um, you know, there's no place like home for sure, and. Um, so, but it, it'll be good. You know, it's it's exciting. You know, first time to go on the road in a really cool venue and really good opponent, all those things. So we're, we're excited. Do you have a favorite memory when you were coaching the boys down there? No, not really. <laughs> not really. I think if you win, that's a favorite memory, you know. But, um, I just know, like, they they, gotta, they get a good crowd, and it's, it's an awesome place to play a college football game. What do you see Right tackle and replace Kelly Yeah, I think Jared's doing a nice job, solid job, and um, you know, really pretty consistent for the most part. And um, you know, I think overall our offensive line has played played pretty good. Speaking of the Caleb, did you get a chance to see? Looked like a lot of guys were making plays out there. I didn't. I heard about it. You know, I didn't get to see anybody. I know there was a lot of dogs making plays out there. A lot of DBs making interceptions. I know Will um, definitely got a couple touchdowns, which is all, that's all I heard, but I haven't had a chance to see him at all. On the, on the touchdown to Puka, I think the tape showed that Jacob had Terrell open also across the middle. I'm just wondering, do you feel like Jacob's more of a gambler when it comes to stuff like that? That he's Because of his arm strength, he's more willing to kind of take that bomb as opposed to maybe settling for... I wouldn't have taken Terrell either. Ter no. Terrell's got to find more space in there. Terrell's taking himself right into coverage. So I know why he came off it and launched it outside and, you know, got it there in a hurry. And, I mean, that's, that's what he can do sometimes. But I thought that was actually pretty good. Yeah. And is that kind of when you talk about his progression, Jacob, in terms of seeing that? Is that what you, you expect for him to see that spacing and then go to the other side? Absolutely. It wouldn't be any different for anybody, you know, most of our stuff. If he's open, throw it to him. If not, go to the next guy. And after that, throw it out of bounds. I mean, it's, you know, sounds pretty simple, but things are happening pretty fast, but that's how it is. Thank <laughs> you.